This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. We all know that 2020 has been a rough year from floods, politics, wildfires, COVID-19 to homeschooling and canceled plans. We've at one time or another felt the stress from this year's events. And as we continue to fight COVID-19, there is continued stress on our frontline workers and caregivers. Today on Health Dose, we will discuss what empathy fatigue is and who is most at risk with Jolene Balicki, a behavioral health therapist at MidMichigan Health. Health Dose asked Jolene, what is meant by empathy fatigue? Sometimes empathy fatigue is also known as compassion fatigue. And so these terms get used interchangeably. And basically what it is, it's the emotional and physical exhaustion that happens from caring for people day after day. This is something that's really common among nurses, doctors, mental health therapists, and other healthcare professionals. As an example, nurses in our hospitals have very demanding jobs on a good day. These are individuals who tend to be very caring, have a really strong drive to be helpers, just kind of as their personality. So especially in the context of COVID, caring for really, really sick patients day after day with barely any time for even like a a bathroom break can cause some of these caregivers to experience a sense of numbness or distancing or difficulty even connecting with their patients. These compassionate responses that they pride themselves on having are kind of lessened or blunted. This is something that does not feel good to the individuals who base their livelihood on being caring and helping individuals. But really, it's it's a normal response to prolonged periods of stress. When we're under incredible amounts of stress, day after day, week after week, month after month, our minds and bodies start to shut down. And it causes us to kind of start distancing ourselves. It's our body and brain's way of protecting us and telling us you need to just stop, step back, and maybe take care of yourself. Is this the same as compassion fatigue? These terms are often used interchangeably, the empathy fatigue and compassion fatigue, but there is a little bit of a difference. Empathy is the ability to understand someone else's experience. In other words, you kind of put yourself in their shoes and can imagine how they must be feeling. Compassion is more of an act. It's something that we do, something that we perform. It's something that we give when we provide nursing care, when we provide soothing words or comfort. So sometimes we might feel empathy for someone, but we just don't have the ability to provide a compassionate response. There's a shift from doing a job because it's something we want to do, which is kind of just where this compassion, where this empathy comes from, to the job or our role feeling more like something we have to do, something like a burden, because it's just taking such an emotional toll on us. And this is a way that our minds and body are trying to protect us from the relentless stress that we're experiencing. We're going basically into self-preservation mode. It's our brain's way of coping with bad news day after day. There's this like change of thought from this patient could be my mother, this patient could be my grandmother, to this is patient in room 2016 and blah, 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 and these are their labs and this and that. So it's kind of like that depersonalization. How is this related to job burnout? Yeah, burnout is the result of empathy and fatigue. We might hear people saying things like, I'm done. 
I can't do this anymore. I have nothing left to give. This goes along with the saying that you can't pour from an empty cup. And then it's exactly what a lot of our healthcare workers are experiencing right now. We're seeing people having difficulty with feeling empathy in addition to having difficulty with providing compassionate responses. How do depression and anxiety play into empathy fatigue? Are those are those warning signs of a bigger issue? Yeah, they can be. So empathy fatigue can trigger or exacerbate depression or anxiety that's already underlying. Depression and anxiety can also result from compassion fatigue. So if you're a witness to tragedy or suffering on a daily basis, you can start to get a sense of hopelessness and feeling really helpless. And depression can go hand in hand with these feelings. So instead of saying, I'm here, I'm helping, I'm doing everything I can, our thoughts kind of start giving us blinders, basically, and causing us to say, this world is awful, this situation is hopeless, there's nothing that I can do. And these are thoughts that are pretty common that you see with people who are experiencing depression. And there's also a crossover for when people are experiencing empathy fatigue or compassion fatigue. Other warning signs can include self-isolating. You get home from work and you're like, hello, family. And you just kind of go in your bedroom and lock the door. Another warning sign would be like not sleeping well or the opposite, sleeping too much. Some people turn to substances just for some relief from all of this stress. And another warning sign would be like feeling like you just can't stop worrying. Like you just cannot turn your brain off and catch any relief. Is there a difference between burnout and compassion fatigue? So burnout is often something that happens over time. After years and years of doing the same job over and over exposed to the same stressors. So with compassion fatigue, that can happen relatively quickly in comparison to burnout over just a few months, basically, as we're seeing as the pandemic goes on. And how long does empathy fatigue typically last? Is it something that lasts a long time or is it something that is resolved quickly? That depends on on several different factors. It can depend on how how long and intense the stressful exposure is, right? Most caring professionals are able to put up some boundaries as far as leaving work at home, as far as even being able to provide care to their patients, but also like having a boundary of like this separation so that their emotional status, their health status isn't like having a huge impact on them. Currently, with everything that's going on with the pandemic, this is a new experience that people haven't really been prepared to be able to put up those boundaries. So this is a unique time. And this chronic exposure to stress, this chronic exposure to illness, these can be really traumatic experiences. And trauma impacts every single person differently. Good news is you start recognizing compassion fatigue or empathy fatigue in yourself, you can get help. This is something that's actually really treatable. And it's hard because caregivers often don't like to care for themselves. Their identity is caring for other people. So it's really hard to be able to step back and say, hold on, I'm going to need some help here. However, it's really imperative to be able to address the stress and for our healthcare providers to really care for themselves. The people that are good at self-care tend to fare a lot better when being faced with such chronic stress. 
Is treatment or intervention needed? How does a person who is suffering from empathy fatigue made aware of what they need to do for themselves? I'm going to take a minute to talk about the ABC model. This is something that any of us can practice anytime. A stands for awareness. Awareness is the ability to be able to stop and notice how we're feeling and what's going on around us. So what part of my job is really making me feel stressed out? What is it that I'm taking home with me today? Are there any things that are like triggering me to not really feel that great? Am I feeling stress anywhere in my body? Just this general sense of mindfulness helps us to connect to the here and now and can really help us to refocus our energy on the present. The B in the ABC model, B stands for balance. How much balance do you have in your life? Are you spending all of your time at work? Are you able to do other things that are pleasurable for you? Making time to do something that's enjoyable is a huge part of combating empathy fatigue. Whether it's something like playing cards, going for a walk, playing with your dog, singing your favorite song at the top of your lungs, like even finding small moments of joy can really, really help to push against the fatigue that we're feeling. And finally, C. C is for connection, which is kind of tough right now in our current context, but it really is important to stay connected with others. And so even if we can't physically go get dinner with our best friend and spend 10 minutes giving them a hug, if that's something that is comforting, you can still try and do like outdoor meet, like take a walk with someone that's close to you or make a point every day or every couple of days to do a video chat or a telephone call with someone that you can just talk with. Even writing letters is something that I've heard that people are doing more now. You know, you've got extra time. It's kind of a way to like journal and write down your thoughts. And so that's kind of a cool tool. How do we know when we need intervention in our empathy fatigue? If we're having a hard time sleeping, if we're noticing that we're complaining a lot about work, about our coworkers, if we're feeling incredibly helpless, those are some signs that this might be a good time to reach out. What treatments should people consider for empathy fatigue? Caring for yourself. This is kind of where things start and end is noticing how you're feeling and noticing when, oh my gosh, like I'm actually feeling really stressed out. I'm feeling really exhausted. I need to be able to take a few moments for myself right now. That's kind of a big part is that awareness. Other ways that you can alleviate stress and kind of give yourself a few moments of peace, journaling, just writing down your feelings, writing down your experiences. You don't have to assign meaning to it or anything, just to get things that are jumbled in your head out of your head and onto a piece of paper in itself can be really helpful. Talking to a trusted friend or family member about your experiences, that's also a really helpful thing. Some of us are lucky enough to be able to have a strong support system of people that are just able to listen and just to kind of hold space for you while you talk about how you're feeling. Consulting a therapist is always something that I think is a great idea. A therapist can really help you to work through some of the trauma that you've experienced and to be a safe space for you to process how you're feeling. One last thing that can be helpful is to delegate. 
again, caregivers, we tend to think, I got it all. I can do it all myself. I can work this double shift and then I'll still be able to make Christmas cookies with the kids and whatever. But it's not really possible for us to do everything, especially if we're in this more vulnerable, emotional place. So if you have a neighbor or parents or siblings or your spouse, if you have people that are willing to help out, let them. What other advice would you share with someone who thinks they may be suffering from empathy fatigue? I would say that it's very normal. We have a tendency to want to judge ourselves and our feelings. Like, why am I feeling this way? How can I be feeling so dispassionate about all of these things that are going on around me? These are normal reactions to a really stressful situation. And it's our mind's way of telling us we need to stop, take a step back, and take care of ourselves. As far as connecting with a therapist, MidMichigan Health has behavioral health therapists in several of its primary care offices. If you're interested in connecting with a therapist, you can go through your primary care provider and they will be able to give you resources, whether it's a therapist in your doctor's office or whether it's another agency in the community. Reach out for help. It's a hard time and there's people here that are able to provide support. I got to believe the holidays are going to be especially hard for particularly frontline workers who already are stressed to their breaking point and then expected to do all the things that we put on them during the holidays. This has got to be a tough time for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and especially knowing that we're kind of in the middle of a surge and knowing that there's family members getting together for holidays. Yeah, I think it's a tough time. And I think it's a scary time too, just knowing that currently so many healthcare workers are just maxed out. Resources are limited. Everyone's doing the best that they can to take care of patients and each other. But just knowing that it might even get a little bit worse. So yeah, self-care, being aware of how we're feeling and taking steps to be able to care for ourselves can make a huge difference. That is MidMichigan Health Behavioral Health Therapist, Jolene Balicki. As always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. For more information on MidMichigan Health's mental health resources, visit midmichigan.org slash mental health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in again soon for another episode of Health Dose.